What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Do me a favor, please leave a like on the comment section and subscribe to this podcast as I continue to grow and produce some dope content uh, through the help of some dope people, DJ Eddie on the ones and twos at the 360 radio station. Um, also through my sponsors, man, uh, Smart Athletic Kids, SAC, S-A-K, a big-time sponsor for the show. Really be looking out, man. So huge shout-out to the Ramar Crump Foundation and um, Smart Athletic Kids. Um, let me get to this this dope intro that I'm going to try to do, but really I'm just stating some facts right now on my guest today. This gentleman is from Inglewood, California. Um, played his high school basketball at Modern Day, also at St. John Bosco. However, he gained national exposure before even playing in one high school game. Also, later in his career, he played 10 years professionally but never reached the NBA. However, right now, he is currently starting his tour up in NorCal and um, of the documentary that recently uh, was released, uh, Manchild. Find it on Amazon, find it on different platforms, just find it everywhere. Man, Google search my man, do your homework as I did, and watch the documentary over and over again. Um, none other than Shay Cotton, man. Shay, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming. Man, again, appreciate you. This rain, um, these floods in SAC, the the being at Grant earlier couldn't stop this from happening. And you spoke too about that earlier. Coach Jannard too did also shout out to Coach Jannard before I even get started, right? Sure. For setting this up and linking us up. Absolutely. Um, taking time out of the schedule, set some up for the youth and the family in the area, but also giving that lifeline to me, bro. So I I appreciate you for just being up front, making it happen, checking your schedule, and then uh, holding it down. No so doubt. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. So I mean, as you know, ninety four feet. Um, full court in that thing right now we're going to jump into it but for those that have seen the documentary or not seen the documentary but don't know you though for me and them personally tell tell us a little bit about just the the where it started for me because on the dock it wasn't always basketball for you what was the other sport that you started out playing growing up uh, great question I uh, started at baseball um, at Peck Park when I was a kid in San Pedro for a couple years I was pretty good I just got bored you know I was looking for something a little more challenging a little more faster pace, and uh, I would always hoop on the playground and stuff with the kids. So uh, I decided to put my skills to the test and started in the Peck, Peck Park uh, Basketball League and just kind of took off from there. You know what I mean? I never looked back. I dropped the baseball, picked the rock up, and kept going. That's what's up. Um, but early on, like I said, I mean, we're kind of – I'm an 80, 82, baby. I see you're 79, right? 78. 78, 78. 78. Yeah. So during the eras when we growing up, man, even in any sport, baseball, basketball, I mean, I know especially being in L.A., I can imagine who this is going to be when I ask this question, but just let let me know and those watching, who are some people you looked up to in any sports? You know what I mean? Who people like you kept on your wall? You know, we used to put the picture on our wall at the Absolutely. Slam Magazine. We used Absolutely. to put the picture on the wall. Who was on your wall or who was always you out there doing your, your counts with? Imagine who you were playing like. Or who you uh, I, I mean, I'm a big Laker guy from young, so I always had Magic, uh, watched, love watching him play yeah. Showtime with the Lakers. Yes, sir. Uh, my favorite player growing up, though, was Ron Harper when he was in Cleveland, so I used to watch them a lot. Uh, obviously, I, I watched Jordan. I watched Barkley. Okay. I watched Pippen. You know, I, I love watching Shaq down in Orlando with Penny. You nice. know, just different guys. I, I gleaned to and took pieces out of each player's game. But you know, as a whole, um, my favorite player was Ron Harper at that time. Hey, okay. Yeah. I like that's Ron Harper. So, um, when you said baseball, I play baseball too. It's not as fast paced as hoop, whatever. But when you make that transition. Um, and again, people who don't know, like I said, watch the documentary. But he get, he breaks it down for you, big bro, big brother. Um, early age, how influential was he on you getting to that basketball scene as well? Was he already playing at that time, or you guys both made that shift? We both made the shift. Told, y'all tight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half years yeah. apart, we both made the shift around the same time. Yeah, I think we were both looking for something a, lot, a little bit more engaging. Nice. And uh, picked the rock up, and you know he was influential because nice him being two and a half years older, he was always like one step ahead. As far Dope. as my growth process, so I would gleam to him, and Dope. you know we did a lot of one on one and stuff. So I, I got beat up from young early. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So um, during this phase, man, you're in LA, you're seeing all kind of just I mean, it's stars, basketball level. But what was your driving force early on? Because um, or let me ask this before I can get there: How much work were you and your bro putting in at an early age? Because I mean, I just, I just think now as you train and you coach and develop players, though, but. We didn't have like that. You couldn't right. go to somebody's spot and just get the work in and do that. But for you guys to be together, one is a blessing to have a brother, right? right. But then how much time did y'all spend working on y'all craft? Like, if you could give me an hour estimate, let's say per day and kind of, yeah, per day basis, how much time was it? I'd say, uh, you know, during the season, you know, separate from working out with our teams and practicing at least an hour and a half every day, you know. Outside of like, the regular. Yeah, and that's like a hectic schedule with school and everything. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you add that up, 
you know, it's close to almost nine, ten hours, you know what I mean, a week mm-hmm. aside from just your practice time with your team. So it's a commitment. It isn't just like shooting, mm-hmm. ball handling. I mean, it's weight training. It's jump rope. You know, it's swimming, running, doing all the little stuff, 17s, extra mm-hmm. suicide, the full court wind sprints, you know, all those little things. So when you get to the game, it's easy. That's what's up. Um, early on work ethic, I'm already hearing about it. I can just tell, right? Who was influential in that part? Laying the foundation for you and your bro to be like, because as you know, some kids at elementary school, middle school level are not putting that time in because of one reason or the other. Right. Or I know, we know now they have other distractions, but for you, who is influential on making sure, okay, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to get it done. I got to give that to my pops. Um, you know, rest in peace, you know, James yeah, Cotton awesome. Sr. Yes, sir. Uh, he laid the ground groundwork for us as far as the, the work ethic and the accountability yeah. and, the, and to be men with strong faith, you know, in, in God. And, uh, you yeah. know, my mother was, was very... Loving and, and stern in her own right, you know, as far as making sure we're hitting the books, you know, mm-hmm. getting our education, being good people, and, and, you know, being true to who we really are and doing everything to the best of our ability. That's what's up. Um, so shout out to the, the pops and dad on that. Um, but also, where where is the home foundation from that? Because I watched it, and I'm trying to where are they originally from? Where yeah. is mom and pops from? From Louisiana. My ah, mother's my mother's from New Orleans, and my father's from northern northern Louisiana. So. Dope. That's what's up. The boot. So I, yes, I, yeah, yeah, nothing like it, man. Like I said, that, while we're on the boot, shout out to all the HBCUs, man. I went to Alcorn State University That's down right. there. But then all Grambling, Southern, all the, you know what I'm saying, just the swag, all the HBCUs in general. It, it's, it's their time right now. That's you right. know what I'm saying? And, and got to get these athletes to those schools as well, right? Yep. For sure. Yep. Um, so I get into all about that Southern draw and that Southern um, discipline it, you know That's what I mean? Right. We talked about pops being in the forefront, but how was the relationship with moms, though? Because, I mean, for me, I'm a mama's boy. Yeah. Honey, keep it on, honey, you know what I mean? Right. But right. just how was the relationship with you and mom? Solid. I mean, she, that's my soldier. She never quit on me, yeah. never never wavered, you know, even to this day, through and through. I mean, you know, the, the lessons that she's taught me over the years is just, it's about being, being a good person, you know, and understanding yeah. that hard work pays off and sometimes it don't pay off right away. But being disciplined and being able to sacrifice, you know, to get to your goals. Right. That's what's up. That's definitely cool. Shout out to the family, man. Pops and, and moms holding it down for sure. Rest in peace, Pops, man. Definitely a dope, a dope gentleman. Like you can just tell. Absolutely. Again, I'm going to say it every time through the show. Y'all watch the doc, man. He gives a lot of information about the family background, but also just the, the work that he put in you guys, and which I can tell is ever-present still. Right. Um, SoCal, L.A. living, middle school basketball for you. Um what was that like being that you were a cut above the rest at such an early age? But how was that environment like for you as a seventh, eighth grader doing the things you were doing? It was a lot different. I knew that I was blessed with a gift at, at some point because, you know, by the time I reached middle school, I was already known nationally through ESPN, Scholastic Sports America, Sunkiss Kids, you know, the. These were the lies as an amateur. I was already known nationally before I even touched high school. So mm-hmm. I knew that I was different, but I tried to blend in as much as I could and just be normal That's with right. normal kids. But I knew when I left school, I couldn't do the things that my peers were doing. Right. So, And I think also, it, for me, it's just amazing. Like I said, we talked off offline and earlier. These, this generation, these kids don't really, you can tell them, but if they don't see it, so I think the the pleasure they had today for you to, to visually see what you went through, because I could hear I'm standing and they're listen, sitting there listening and they're saying, you can hear them, oh, ah, or like, you know, the, the unknown for them. Now they know visually. Right. Um, but for you at that time, was what was the end goal for you at an early age or did you have one in mind um, as far as what you wanted to do and be with your life as far as sports was? Once once that started, everything started to roll over for you, did you put something like, okay, this is what I want to get to, or this is what I want to be? Yeah, I think in my mind, I love the Lakers, so I was like, man, I love to get drafted, be able to stay home, play for the home team, you know. So ultimately, I think Kobe got the nod to to get the experience that I had in mind mm-hmm. from all the work that I put in and where I started. And I think where God was taking me was somewhere different than than I realized. Right. Like where I've arrived today, yeah. it's been a journey. You know what I mean? I've been through a lot of darkness to get here, so yeah. I'm glad that I didn't. I didn't react on certain things at times in my life, you know, and a lot of that's in the documentary, which right. I want people to see. Oh, yeah, so. I, I'm de- like I said, man, it, it's, it's definitely check it out. I'm definitely have my high school boys watch it. I suggest any athlete, any person really, don't. I mean, just take a look at it from a different perspective also if you're a coach or a player, but it's perfect for them to watch. Um, and you talked about some darkness. or ad- We love talking adversity on the show, right. but right now, just early on in life, that seventh grade, eighth grade time in your life, we can imagine the fun, you right. know what I'm saying? We can imagine right. the, the, the hype, the enjoyment. But at an early stage, in the best, mid, that's middle school. You're still a preteen, almost right. 13-year-old young man at that point, young boy. 
anything hit you where you had to kind of either step back and get support or get help or either think about I may want to do something else early on like that? Or? Nah, I think uh, for me, like I said, I hit the ground running when I started hooping. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just gravitated to it. And the thing I liked about it is it took me out of my neighborhood. So it took me out of the elements that I was experiencing as a kid in my adolescence. Then expand my horizon and help me make better decisions on the fly. Right. You know, because basketball is fast paced and that lifestyle in that in sport is fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to make the right decisions consistently. And being so young in an adult world, when it came to the sport, mm-hmm. I had to learn a lot on on the fly. You know, my parents tried to keep me grounded as best possible. I always took the trash out. I was respectful. I always shook hands and, and kissed babies, yeah. whether I won or lost. And I think. Um, Something to be said for that. I'm thankful that I was raised the way I was raised because yeah. it helps me today deal with a lot of adversity. Definitely, definitely. Um, and you, t- you talk about just, I mean, just that part alone, right, just being growing up middle school. But you're in heavy action, heavy whatever territory. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's busy out there. Was there any time where, you know, you have your, as they say, the OG, the big homie say, you know, hey, Shay not doing this. Yeah. Shay go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I have family is in the streets and trenching. You'll see it in the dock too when you watch it. So it was more about they knew who my family was, mm-hmm. and I was so notable already in my city because when I became nationally known, now it's like pretty much surrounding cities and then throughout the state, mm-hmm. people knew my face or the name or both. So it wasn't hard to fall victim because I strayed away from a lot of the nonsense okay. because of the blessings that I was being bestowed, you know, through the sport. True. Traveling, going to New York, being able to go to Vegas, you know, go back east to D.C., different places at 14, 15. Which like, some when, kids never get out the right, limits, right? Right, It helped, man, traveling. Yeah. That's what's up. Talk about traveling with your team and stuff like that, man. And, and that doc, you play with some... Some 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 dope athletes, some dope yeah. NBA players, some dope college guys. I seen Josh Hart on there, teammate. Just and I've I've, I've watched him a big, you know, what I'm saying just UCLA USC guy, but just sports in general myself. But those relationships for you at an early age, out because I mean we'll get to your brother next too. But teammate relationships though, I get the feel, and I saw you were always the team first guy, even though people were yeah. like, no, he is the guy, man wise. Right. But you didn't have that I'm my show type mentality, and again, probably shout out to mom and dad. Yes, sir. But how was your relationship with teammates growing up? How was that? formed or how did you want to form it be looked at from your teammates uh my relationship with my teammates i think was always solid because they knew that i was gonna put it on the line every night yeah. you know and they knew that i wasn't a selfish player that was the man so to speak i love the pass so anytime my guys was open and i knew they could get a bucket they're getting it i'm not even thinking about it and yeah. i look forward to that i used to get so hyped when i could throw a no look or something yeah and a guy finish a play it's that magic johnson exactly right exactly yeah. that's what's up um yeah, that, that, I definitely could see that watching watching that series and watching you pass, but all, and and just play the game with that passion and, yeah. and energy. Yeah. Um, in middle school, though, for me, give me a highlight though, something that you know sticks out for you that you know you're gonna take to whenever. Like you're gonna, this is something that I know is is is, is brings you joy to, to bring it, reminisce it or, or re like right now bring it back up to, and share with everybody. I'd have to say, you know, um, playing in AAU in Roanoke, Virginia in the championship game when I caught my first dunk in the game. You know, I think I was in the seventh grade, caught it in transition at the end of the game, and we won the title. You know, it was, I think, it was our second in a row, back-to-back. We would have yeah. won a third um, in Washington the following year. But, I mean, that stood out in my mind. I mean, in seventh grade, how many guys can say they actually dunked in a game? So, and for those, for those again, y'all may see it right now on the screen, but just verbally feel it, give them a, Seventh grade, how tall, how much did you weigh seventh grade? Seventh grade, I believe I was 6'1", about 170. That's crazy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just unheard of. Like I said, hence the name man-child at early age, though. That's real early. Um, transition now through middle school, high school. Was there, like, right now, as we know, people are hitting bids in for high school, for right. middle school kids now for high school. Like, right. they trying to, but was there any doubt it was straight modern day for you out the, out the door, or was it kind of had other options going on trying to figure out? I had other options. Year. There were schools in the city. Um, people thought I might have went to Crenshaw, um, yeah. Long Beach Poly, Dominguez, uh, you name it. Most of the city schools, you know, thought they had action. And at that time, it was a little different um, fabric in, mm-hmm. in our culture. So the uh, public school sector was talking about cutting out sports where I came up. So that's why I wound up going to St. John Bosco initially. Right. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't a good fit for me. So before the season started, I decided to leave, mm-hmm. went to modern day. I followed, watched him play, you know, as a, as a, a middle school guy. Yeah. And I felt that system was the best for my style. And I knew Coach McKnight 
And it was like a match made in heaven. I mean, when I got there, it was like things just kind of flowed. I didn't start right away. I sat for like 30 days behind the senior, um, Josh Porter, and I just basically had to annihilate him every day in practice. So they got tired of seeing it. And I'm glad you said that, right? You coming in as the guy in the state as an eighth grader had to sit for a month. Right. But you said you knew what I had to do every day in practice. I'm going to tear him apart. That's it. So, Coach, you're making Coach play. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? And that's, I think, the adversity. Right. As you know now, a lot of players, they they shake and move. They leave or it's confrontation or the family jumps in. Um, But that's what – that builds character. Right. That builds character. And plus, like I said, who else can argue with you if you're the top guy? Like, I'm saying I'm gonna take it, right? But you're giving that. Um, once you got on that floor, because I again, modern day again, the history is, is ever present to this day. Um, just that environment. What was that like for you? Your first first game on the floor, or your first game when you feel like you arrived? What was that? It was a, a breath of fresh air because I was like, man, I'm finally in the lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. remember, I was on a national level, so I was already playing against the top players all over the country before I even touched modern day. So when I got there, it was like. These guys don't know me, but they're going to know me soon. You know what I mean? And my teammates had a better respect for me, and I think that's what built a bond with them that I still have today because I earned yep. the respect. Nothing like it. Yeah. Nothing like it. Um, but you talk about coaches, right? But your coach right there, like I said, in the doc, high praise, also ultimate respect for you, but also you can tell it's something it jailed for you. Yeah. Um, what are some things that he instilled in you that you repeat or – give to your athletes that you train or students or you talk about a couple things that he my coach from modern day yeah uh just the teamwork um sacrifice discipline you know desire and and just really having that mental toughness you know to to push past adversity in life and and understand that it's not always going to be fun it's not always going to be easy but you still got to show up and do your job there it is that's what's up that's definitely what's up so outside of basketball let me ask this too was your coach involved in Anything specifically, or did he do it? Just as far as just, because I know it's, it's more than coach. You know too, right? right? I can right. see in the gym, but right. also you're you're a mentor, you're a father figure, you're something else. Was there anything else that he did to make to just make you feel like yes, this is really? Because in your play, you can tell you were totally comfortable. Yeah. And so, was there anything outside of the basketball world that he did for you as well? At that point? We used to go to Tommy Burgers and eat at lunch, man. Got to like, feed you know, a kid. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, your coach making some time with you and yeah. having lunch. That was big for me because, right. you know, he's the winningest coach in California State history, Gary McKnight. Yep. So shout out, to, shout out to the GM. <laughs> a lot of dubs for yep. sure. So, yeah, that bonding time is different. I think a lot of coaches also, we, we you know, it is about basketball, but also it's about relationships outside of the, right. off, off the court. And especially we don't know what's going on in our athletes' worlds and their homes, but taking a little time to have a meal or breaking bread. Coach Nard says it all the time, uh, breaking bread. Yep. He says that, that that's a lot. That means that's a right. lot, right? You can, you, can, you can develop a lot of things with that. Um, was that the season, your eighth grade year? Because y'all watched this doc. Was that the year you went to Vegas and played Garnett that year, or was that in high school? It was in there. I'm just trying to think. Um, because that Tommy man, because I want to just talk about the opportunity, right? We, uh, I don't even know where the time stamp is, but please, please believe me. Follow the page. Follow the show. I'm going to time stamp this. When you go against KG, um, being the guy from Cali, mm-hmm. one, I think I feel like when we always California people, we leave the state. We, we, we ride with that on our back. Mm-hmm. Our, for you to go to the East Coast, Meet him in the championship game for, and then get it done. But also, from again, your boy on there said you dominated. I'm sure other people will vouch for that. What was that experience like for you at that time? Because I know it was a lot of hype being that, again, KG, you getting right. it in right there. I was in summer school, man. It, you know, I was a little disappointed at that time because I should have been on my uh, my fourth campaign for Nike camp. I think that was my uh, yeah. going into my junior year. It was like my sophomore summer. We had just won a state title. So I was in I was in summer school and I was upset because I had just missed AI at Nike camp, Ooh. you know, and it was a big one there. So going going up to Vegas to fly out to play in this game, I was just like I got to go out and do my thing, you know what I mean? Because I came in late, they were already playing in the tournament like two or three games. They flew KG and he was playing with Paul Pierce on the K Swiss <laughs> Pacers team, which was our rival LA team. Wow! And um, you know Paul speaks on the experience in the he doc, does. Paul Pierce, but. You know, that night, I knew who Kevin was because we played against each other at Nike camp. Mm-hmm. Kevin was somebody that was different at his size. He was 6'11 at the time, who grew to 7'1". I mean, he had guard skills. He had a motor out of this world. I mean, athletic, and he was just a competitor. I mean, I was going right at him that game. And he wasn't even guarding me, but I was like, if I, he's anywhere around the rim, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to put it on his head. <laughs> so tough. I wound up penetrating a couple times in different plays, and you know, he tried to contest a few of the baskets, and I dunked on him two or three times. So, as you know, like, that AU life now is crazy in the gym. I know the gym was stupid packed that night. All eyes on you guys. 
Um, what was your feeling? Because, I mean, I'm, you have a ton of big games, but just in general, what was going through your body at that point? Like, he's your target, he's marked, or you just like, it don't matter? Because I've also heard through that you approach every game like that. Yeah. That's yeah. how you roll. It didn't matter who I was playing against. I had to kill whoever was in front of me because yeah. you got to remember, when you get to the mountaintop, the real work is staying there. Everybody talks about, I want to become this and I want to become that. But when you get there, then what's going to happen? Are you going to be complacent or are you going to keep pushing? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was about, I just love to compete. The lights coming on, all the people in the stands, the electricity. I'd feel it through my body walking into the gym. You can hear people whispering, there we go, there we go. There go that man, you know, on, on that level. So, yeah. And then you walk into the gym, you lace up, you're about to play, and you look over to the sideline and you see, Roy Williams from Kansas, John Thompson from Georgetown. Big time. You see Jim Herrick from UCLA. You know, I mean, all all the latest and greatest. You know, at that time, Roley Massimino was at UNLV. Yeah. And we were playing at UNLV in their North Gym. So the gym, I think it held 4,000 people. It was standing room only. This is a summer league game. Crazy. Yeah, that's that's definitely stupid sick. Um, you talked about this briefly before. You said the state title. Also, I think I saw um, – I think I know I'm sure I saw the – Fremont, you guys played that Fremont yeah. game, you know that's that's right down the street here though. Um, anybody on that team you remember on that team? That, that Frank Knight, Frank Knight, yeah, that's my guy. He's still in contact today. He no. hit that half court shot, you oh, know yeah, what I mean? but it wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. So, and I know AU is big, right? Yeah. But how 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 was it feeling? Because I mean, I, I lost a section title up here in high school, but high school basketball was everything too. Yeah. AU was still good. I get a chance to play on the big screen. That wasn't big stage like that. But high school, it was it was there. How was it for you, winning state championships? You know what I'm saying? In that area as an accomplishment and being the guy, but knowing I'm holding my end of bargain up too. How is that accomplished? Because, it's, I mean, it's not easy. Right. It's, you only get one game. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. serious, you know what I mean? It's, it's one game. How is that feeling for you to win that state title? I think, you know what, in high school, that's the pinnacle. You know, and, and I look at all my years playing. Those were my best years in high school when I had fun. It was a team thing. I brought it every night, and I, and I enjoyed doing it, whether I was hurt, whether I was sore. It didn't matter. I played games with broken nose before. So mm. it's like – you got to lay it on the line. I, I caught the elbow like midway through one of the games in a CIF playoff game. And they, you know, I was leaking on the floor. I told them, stop the bleeding them because I'm going back in. So it's that, that yeah. warrior spirit. <laughs> Big know, difference. That, yeah, that I don't see today. I yeah. mean, there's only a few guys that have it, and they're in the NBA. Right. And that's, and that's why I try to be real with the players and parents that want point something percent or not even on 1% probably. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Everybody's playing the sport. Right. But it's only a few making it. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely super, um, super dope. Uh, as far as the trans transition from modern day back to where was the next step? St. John Bosco. St. John yeah, Bosco. Yeah, I went back to where I started. Went to back where you started. Um, but that was due to some type of um, the earthquake. Mom mentioned something happened. We had to make an adjustment. So was there any letdown on leaving modern day? Or was Not necessarily. Like I think it, it was time for me because the financial situation was difficult for my parents at that time. Right. And, you know, we had to eat. So it was like, you know, well, we, it was great while it lasted, but yeah. we got to make this move. Facts. And it was more of a comfort level for me where if I'm leave here, what made sense was going back to another Catholic school with a good education and to have an experience and just, you know what, figure out where I want to go to school. Right. Dope. And and shout out to mom because she's definitely made sure the education was first. Uh, like I said, you guys watch this doc. She breaks it down to anybody who asks about what you're doing. She's like, oh, no, he's worried about school. That's worried right. about the GPA That's grades right. first. And she made that ever clear before the sports was there. She said, we'll talk about the sports later. Um, student athlete, man. Because, right. I mean, I pushed out with my, my students, my players. But it, it goes hand-in-hand hand because of what we're doing now later on in life. You learn stuff in the classroom and stuff like that as well. So shout out to moms for really being that holding down the education piece as well, Absolutely. you know, um, as far as that goes. Go back to Bosco. Get, you know what I'm saying? Actually, during this time, I do want to ask you, though, where's your big bro at this point? Did you guys ever get a chance to play together? Nah, we all? missed each other because uh, we were going to play together at Long Beach State, right. and then he went to hardship to the NBA. Uh, we were having some financial difficulties at home. Right. That year would have been the year we played together, his junior season mm. at, at Cal State Long Beach, and um, he went hardship. And I decided to, you know, go elsewhere because I wanted to, to play on a bigger scale. So I chose UCLA after that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I definitely grew up a Bruins fan. And to see all those guys I've watched, like I said, even before Tully Bailey, BD, but I'm watching the guys, Ed O'Ban and Charlie right, Ben. I grew right. up watching UCLA. That was my team. Yep. But for you, um, one, making that move for yourself, for your family, but also not being a big bro, I can see it could be bigger, bittersweet because he's mm -hmm. doing it for a reason, you know, wants to make, you know I mean, as far as family supporting Look out for you even if you needed to, but then right. also for you now going to do something else and not being a big bro. Was that um was that an easy one? 
for UCLA, or was it like, like I think you know, it's, I think it's, it was easy. Yeah, because I looked at it. We always talked about it. UCLA is like the West Coast, North Carolina. They got the most national titles. There you, you know? go. And I had the relationship. I train up there in the summer with Magic all the time, and a lot of the UCLA guys in the pros. So I was no stranger to the campus already. Our CIF playoff game where I broke my nose, I was actually playing on Poly Pavilion. You've been in the building. So, yeah, you know, it's it was it was like second nature. So, okay, this isn't work. I'm going here. It was kind of like that. That's what's up. And for those listening, give us a little bit of the numbers, man. You know, say num- people like say people like whatever numbers. What was you? What were the numbers like in high school for you, modern day dude? Because again, you got to watch it. Right. You can see it visually, but now say verbally. Give us some of the numbers. What that looked like for you? I think freshman, I was around 15 and six at modern day and I think as a sophomore I was doing like 25 and like 8 or 9 and junior senior year I was basically around about 30 and 8 on the average <laughs> that's crazy so that's the high school setting what those AAU numbers look like because I know those were gaudy I was averaging 30 pieces and a lot of it was double doubles sometimes triple doubles you know 40 pieces I think on my birthday I was I dropped 50 when I was 12 what <laughs> that's 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 crazy so through modern day same how tall did you get to before the end of graduation? I grew from my freshman year to my senior year. I grew, I think, uh, about four inches. I went from like six one to about six five. It's crazy. Yeah. That's dope. That's definitely dope. Oh, I got a nephew right now. He's about five ten. Come on, man. He's gonna That's get right. there. He's twelve years old. Tell him to aim from that pull up boy. Trying to get it, man. Shout out to my nephews, man. He's gonna be one too. Um before we get to this high school part, though, too, I just got to shout out the, the, the sponsors again. Smart Athletic Kids, uh, my boy Brian with Clutch over here. But they make sure they take care of you, man. So my, my boy Ramar Crump, oh, make sure in the Foundation that. Smart Athletic Kids, make sure they take Let's care of you. That. Look on the side of it. Look, look on the side of that hat, man. It's, a little, it's personalized for you over there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's personalized. That bay, that bay always gives the boy love. <laughs> it's, 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 it's different. Clutch, and he even got you a 94 feet oh, shirt, man. So we made sure we you take up. something back with you down there. So, okay. Oh, now you for Absolutely. sure, man. You know, we appreciate you, man. I definitely do, too, because I know I mean, you could be doing other things. But um, definitely shout out to all the sponsors, people who are supporting the show. And just helping it grow, man, and using the platform, as we spoke about, too, man, to just give light and stuff like that. So... Getting to UCLA, trying to take care of business. Your summertime, you're playing with Baron Davis. So actually, Rico Hines is here in Sacramento doing a, a player development. Uh, man, Earl Watson. I'm listening. Those guys, I know. I've watched them forever. Like I've been a fan. Earl Watson, um, Toby Bailey. You're, you're there with those guys, and those guys are showing mad love to what you're doing and how your game play. But also, they're knowing with you on the squad, it's, it, we 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 winning this thing. Yeah. I could I could even ima- I could imagine now more. So I didn't know as much then. Now you're on that team. It's Curtains. It's yeah. lights out. Yeah. BD, Toy Bailey, Earl, Rico. Yeah. It was curtains. Um, who was it? Was Jelani McCoy with them? Jelani, uh, I, think, yeah, I think that might have been. I mean, his or last maybe year. La- something like that, but that would have been stupid. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I think that's why they, they didn't allow us to I go think through. They kind of gave you that little bit of that, uh, what was the, the, the uh, Chris Paul Kobe situation. Yeah. Somebody vetoed that thing. Yeah. Um, because that was. I know that team. Like I watched them. That would have you on that team. There's no y'all yeah, might have we been undefeated. Yeah, easy, yeah, for sure. Hands down, because yeah. the demeanor, yep. the grind, the work ethic, the the defense that they play. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Earl, B, D, Toby, yep. they deed up too. Yep. They deed up. So I, that definitely been a straight movie. Um, but when that happens, right? You go to summer school up until the last day. School grade to start. It doesn't work out for you for whatever reason that they say happened. Just initially. So now again, we talk about adversity, right? Again, on that doc, you go through it. But now verbally, I think this even holds you more clout and more power. How did you feel personally inside once somebody told you no? It felt shattered, man. Like it was like, how you gonna deny me? Like I'm doing everything above board. You know what, what's what's this? What's the angle with mm-hmm. this? Like what, what is the uh, initiative here? You know, right? It just didn't make any sense to me, and I right. knew buttons were being pushed that shouldn't have been touched to begin with. Right. And it just upset me to the point where it was like, I'm still gonna hoop. It's just gonna be a little tougher, but wherever I go, I'm gonna put yeah. it down. Yeah. And that's definitely like adversity again. Everybody doesn't even get the opportunity because they're not on that same level. Right. But from the hype, the Nike, the Nike calls, the gear, the shoes, the everything, AU, being being seen on the top scale. But then that was a dream of yours, though. Mm-hmm. We've all know kids, family, we all dream, right? That was a dream that you had. Um, after that doesn't go through. Actually, let me ask this: during that time, who was the people which I can imagine you consolidate in? Because you've had to have sit with somebody and just talk or mm-hmm. sit cry even or just breathe out because mm. that probably was a big balloon pop for you who was the person or people that kind of just you brought into that circle 
Um, I think my, my, my parents, you know, my brother, um, I would gleam to them as much as I could. We kept it tight knit because everybody was trying to get in, but mm-hmm. it was like, nah, it's, if you with me, then that's who's in. Okay. There ain't no new friends and all of that. There's associates, agents, handlers. I mean, it was just so much groupies right. and yeah. leeches. I mean, all these elements at 15 years old, like kids got to understand that, like the pressures that come with success you have to be ready for it. And, and they say they want it, right? Yeah. But do you really? Yeah, do you really want it? Or I believe also for you, you want it, but you live that lifestyle to get it. Right. You can't just talk about that. You got to be about it. You got to be about that from, from from day one, man. So um, UCLA doesn't work out. You end up going to the East. You've already been traveling, but living somewhere East Coast, how was that adjustment for you just personally as, as a young boy, as a young man still like, okay, now I'm not, I can't go home to mom's cooking, mom can't, you know what I'm saying, can't get that meal, right. you know what I'm saying, pops in that talk, whatever's going on, vice versa. Um, how was that, that trip across the States for you? I took it, I took the mentality of a, of a soldier, like mm-hmm. a Spartan in the Army, you know, and just, yeah. I got to go to war, you know, they're not going to make it easy on me. So this next stop. I got to really put it down. So I was out there just on a tangent, like, you know, I'm going to smash whatever's in front of me. Mm-hmm. I want ESPN to come up here. I know they right down the road in Bristol. Hey, you're right there, I huh? was right there in yeah. Connecticut at St. Thomas More out of Oakdale. Okay. And uh, within a month, they came up and did a special. You know, we, we had, I don't know how many consecutive wins before we lost. I mean, I was leading the NEPSAC and scoring. I was mm-hmm. one of the top players in the Northeast Prep School League. And, I played for Coach Jerry Quinn at St. Thomas More, who's still there. He does a great job with the guys. And, you know, I, I made some lifelong friendships with some of my teammates. Mike King, uh, who played at George Washington. Yeah. Um, a guy that, that I still talk to now, who's from the Baltimore area, went to school, lives in Texas now. You know, Aju Ding, Luau's brother, who played oh, yeah. at UConn, went to Fairfield. He was 6'11", could do it all, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Shahar Gordon played at Cal up here. Oh, yeah. He's an Israeli guy. Um and, and just several other guys. Charles Cranford from New York went to St. Louis University. You know, we're, we're bonded for life. I mean, yeah. that's what basketball does. Sport I, gives you a different I bond. Try, I try to tell them that, man. Like, some of those guys on my team are the, my best friends still to this day because yeah. you go through wars together. You grow up. You yeah. grow. Yeah. But you also struggle, right? You yeah. take L's. You yeah. know I mean? I'd be always on the court if, if, if you do, if you're winning, but maybe somewhere else personally-wise, right? So you support your brothers. as You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's super dope. So your time there is up in a year. Um, picking a college... Again, like you know now, it's it's even crazier. But for you, it was crazy. What was the options on the table at that point? Did you have a lot of stuff floating around, or you already knew every school pretty much? I mean, it, I was the only player in my generation to be recruited four different times because of the monotony and all yeah. of this, you know, rigmarole that I went through. Right. So that whole, four different experiences. Think yeah. about that. You get four visits for one experience. So I had did that four, four different huh? times. <laughs> Crazy when you think about it. Yeah, unheard of. Yeah, I had UConn, of. I had Syracuse, I had Georgia Tech, NC State, at UNLV, I had SC, I had UCLA, Long Beach State. Everywhere anybody want to go. What am I missing? Yeah, they, I missing? Everywhere anybody no. want to go, you had that. Yeah, everywhere but a Duke, you know, something like that. Right. I wasn't a Duke material, so I wouldn't so you bother that, that they didn't yeah. recruit me. You know, It's not for everybody. No, nah, I dropped 40 on their court, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you end up choosing Alabama? Out of prep, I did oh, NC no, State. In, yep. NC State, yep. okay. I chose to play in ACC. I was yeah. really excited about that. They were comparing me to David Thompson, who was one of the best players that ever came out of here. And they really embraced me. So I was, I felt good about that decision. Mm-hmm. So when it didn't happen, it was like a piece of me broke again. And now, mind you, I was already on a tangent at St. Thomas. Trying to come back from yeah. somewhere else. So I'm like, all right, this isn't working out. Well, what am I going to do next? So, you know, obviously, if you've watched the doc, I don't want to give up everything. Yeah, for sure. But the, the sequence of events led to me going to eventually going to Alabama. Okay. And then after that, I mean, the rest is pretty much history from there. Yeah, so the Alabama experience, like I said, and you'll see that in the, in the movie as well, in the documentary series. But I do want to address a little bit of the mental health part. Absolutely. Because right now, I think this is probably the be- biggest thing and the biggest improvement we've made as a, as a culture, as a nation, whatever you want to call it, technology. It's on a bigger platform. Um Mental health, mental whatever, all that stuff, man. Um, what was that like for you, if you don't mind? I know we're gonna, I don't want to give it all up, but also just being faced with that at one point in time where you, the ball won't bounce no more, I'll say that, where you figured that might be it for you like that way. Um, how heavy was everything on your heart pushing you like that? Man, just like the weight of the world. I mean, you, you go from being the poster child to the whooping boy to somebody that feels like a stepchild. You know, mm-hmm. you just wonder, like, how am I making it in this world? Like, I feel so embarrassed. I feel like a disappointment, you know. And, and just this 
this feeling of uh of unsettledness like unfulfillment mm. to be able to come home show your face and answer all them hard questions and not run from them not run from the realities of you know things not working out when the adversity hits what do you do then i said well i'm built for this you mm. know if if it wasn't meant to happen to me it wouldn't have happened so evidently i have the strength to endure it so let me make sense of this and find the lesson and move forward and be better from it man i mean that's it's, it's not crazy but I got to ask this too, the, to, to be able to deliver that message right there, man. I know you had time practicing and you're just speaking to a lot of people, but that, I guess, if it's faith, if it's belief, yeah, yeah. Um, how is it or how are you able to hold on to that? Because right now you're delivering that. That is Those are powerful words, right? Because yeah. some people are maybe at a stage where they may think it is over right. or it is whatever, but it's a greater, it, it's something else for you. It right. could be built something else for you. But where does that foundation of faith and whatever stuff come from within you, man? It's my faith in God, you know, just my, my commitment to the creator and, and dedicating my life to him in the last 10 years really helped uh-huh. give me easement and help make me light. I carry that burden for long enough and I got tired. I said, man, you know what? It's got to be more to it. I'm uh-huh. tired of waking up to this and going to sleep to this feeling. Hmm. And the only thing that freed me up was helping people. It's That's like when I created you, my foundation. Giving it back, right? Absolutely. You kind of take a little, take off here, take yeah, off here. Yeah, you got to nurture the seeds, man. You got to water them seeds for the plants to grow. You know, right. and I created our foundation that we have in place now, Academy of Ideas, and we're doing a citywide initiative with okay. the uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Long Beach and the and the, uh, the law enforcement. Nice. We're going to have a, a year round league for ages five to thirteen, boys and girls. Well needed too, but that's dope. Like you said, it's just a higher purpose, but yeah. also, I mean, I think we've all encountered some type of stressors or type of mental um, fatigue in our life or in our bodies, whatever that made us just uncomfortable. But yeah, as you know, if you're not sleeping, right. you're not eating, it's, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not doing yourself any good. But for you to do that now, you can just tell. I, I even today, I can see how you're giving to the young man. It's just genuine fruit. Right. Even right. on the show, right? I mean, we we talked again offline. For me, it's just like people ask, do I give scripted questions? No, not really, because our, I would like our conversation those hearing to be genuine. Right. But also to give you a, a space to think about, okay, oh, good one. Give yeah. me something to think about, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's authentic. They're seeing you, right? So right. when y'all watch the documentary, y'all also can take this and say, I know more about Shay. Mm-hmm. He let people in on that right. and in person, man, which everybody doesn't do, but also they're doing now to bring awareness to right. stuff, which is I think is super dope, man, because it's needed. Yeah. Especially as athletes, right? People think that we just bounce the ball and dribble all that stuff, but it's a lot more behind the scenes that goes on and through your doc, man. You highlight it to a T, but also you don't share your code anything. Right. Well, people don't talk about it because it's like a lack of, in their mind, it's a lack of strength to to admit to vulnerabilities that we Fact. all have. Yeah. You know, and it's like, your 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 weakness is a strength if you use that weakness to impact people. Yeah. As long as you're vulnerable and you're forthright about what you really face, people usually receive that. But when yeah. you're trying to game and hustle somebody and fast talk them, you can weed through that. Definitely, I definitely agree, man. It's definitely dope to see. Um, college collegiate level basketball goes over, right? Finish that out, whatever reasons. Do some time overseas, just in general, just to sum that up for you. What was just the over being overseas experience like for you? Just in sum it up a little bit. It was like a whole nother life experience for me. Like you got your experiences that you have in, in North America growing up as mm-hmm. American. Then when you travel internationally, everything changes. There's nothing like anything you remember in the States <laughs> when you go overseas. Yeah. It's all different from, you know, to the, the experience when you get off the plane, you're going yeah. through customs. You know how right. people bumping you, you all tight. Wait. They don't yeah. believe in space like we are. Yeah, we yeah. do here. You know, and we're seeing you know the the language barrier, developing chemistry with your teammates. Like you're asking yourself, how long is that bond? Because the take? language barrier in certain cities. Yeah, certain yeah. Too, yeah. Right? I yeah. played in Eastern Europe, one of the first ones out to shoot. Yeah, you know, with KK Partizan in Yugoslavia. Shout out, shout out to the Grobery down there, and um, Vlade Divac on the team. We okay. had the same agent, Mark Fleischer, at the time. So that was the connection, but. I went into that situation as the second best league in the world, the Euro League, behind the NBA. And I was playing well, and then I wouldn't play for three games. So it was like a weird dynamic. You it's couldn't crazy. affect my money, so you did my playing, playing time. time. You took my time away from me. Because when tough. we would lose, the coach would, would uh, penalize the team mm-hmm. and hit them in the paycheck. Mm. They don't do that in the NBA. But there, when you lose, you could lose sponsorship, which means you could lose money. your contract. Right. Wow. That's, that's definitely tough, but... My money was secure though. Yeah, Thank yeah, God for yeah. That. yeah. That, oh yeah, for that's that's what, hey, that was, that's what's up because I know as they say this is different. Like those are as they call them jobs. Yeah, right. it's a job. That's right. And I know a lot of guys. Probably see my best friend played in South Korea for years. Just they're on a contract basis. Like if you don't produce though, we can veto this thing yep. and send you, you home. Yep. And send you home. Yep. But to to get ten years out of it all um, and still come back with 
relationships, um, just experience. Then you get back home. Uh, what gets you started into the doc, telling your story, your foundation? What clicked or what after you figured out, like I said, this is this is next steps for me? What what made that happen? Just the drive that I had left over from not making the league, the disappointment, feeling like, how did these guys make it to that level and get that bag that was really mine? Mm-hmm. And then the, you, you shine on me like I wasn't worthy. When I see you, I took that energy mm-hmm. and flipped it up because it usually turns into something negative. True. Right from that. But I took it and I flipped it up. I said, you know what? I'm going to take that and help the kids coming forward so they don't have to go through the pitfalls that I faced and then develop this blanket, this covering of love and support with mm-hmm. resources so we can change the narrative in not only my city, mm-hmm. but all throughout North America and beyond. Yeah. Now that's the foundation that I just mentioned that I, cr- I created, yeah. Academy of Ideas, that's up and running now. Okay. And we're going to do some big things this year. Where can they find where, where can they find information about your academy? At? Academy info at academyofideas.org. You know, uh, we've got a landing page there. We're doing a lot of initiatives moving forward. And um, our first introduction, you know, to to people is uh, November 5th. We're doing something with Boys and Girls Club of Long Beach and uh, the Gift Foundation with Mike Shaw, Academy of Ideas. We're bringing 700 kids to the Long Beach State Pyramid for the first game opener against Biola. Definitely. Shout out to BGC, man. I used to be that was my first job out of college, man. I came right in South Sac, That's Boys right. and Girls Club. But it was nothing like it. Safe place for kids. And, of course, I was the, the gym man. I ran the gym. That's right. And I was a sports coordinator, so it was popping. You know what I mean? But it was it was well needed. Like I said, some of the guys who went off in Sacramento started I was playing in my leagues over there, but and that's all respect. What's up, coach? But boys and girls clubs are, are a dope thing, man. Um, definitely uh, dope to see, man. Like I said, I'm definitely going to be tuned in. Definitely, you'll, you'll fight away. So I definitely want to come and link and support, Absolutely. train, coach, whatever you need, man. Like I, I said, man, it's, it's just about the kids, but also use my resources from here, whoever I got down there to link with you, bro, because sure. it's definitely you're making moves and it's, it should be celebrated, but also be pushed from outside, too. Like, no you know doubt. what I mean? So I we all now, yeah, we finna, we finna get on that for sure. Um, Going forward, like I said, you're you're moving through with this. You spoke today, man. Again, shout out to you for just giving your time to gentlemen, to the coaches. Like coaches, we got to chop it up and meet with your fellowship with us, and then also the players. But some a couple of family members are there. Um, I see the repost; they really got um, got a lot out of it. But what joy does it bring to you, man, to be able to bless? Now, like I said, you're not just in your city limits; right. you're out of your city limits right. now. How fulfilling is that for you personally now to get to move around and do this thing? Oh, it's good. You know, I'm tapped in all over the world. So that, yeah. that's the thing. When you, you have starting. you have allies, you can maneuver. It's like tentacles. You just start spreading, mm-hmm. right? And I'm the type of guy I'm a doer. I'm not a talker. And I always tell people, I let my kids be my voice. Right. That's that's definitely dope. So how do you, because as a coach, mentor, we got to be like father figures, whatever you want to do. How do you treat each kid differently? No, I mean, how do you d- differentiate? How do you treat each kid differently? Because it's come with practice and reps, right? But what do you? What are some things that you kind of look at within kids to get a feel on how you're gonna engage them? Because you know, every every kid's different. Right. You know, some right. can't talk to this way. Right. But we can't. We're not playing them either, right? So right. we can't say ah, I, this. If I would, they don't care about that. If mm-hmm. I should have, could have. But how do you kind of get to know your, your your students, your players, and stuff like that? Body language, I think. Um, demeanor, um, just watching what they do when they don't realize you're watching them. You know, mm-hmm. just the character, what type of character they possess. Nobody's looking. And then, and then making deposits, asking them questions about character and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you respond? What do you do well? What are your weaknesses? To see if they're going to be honest about what they don't do well. True. Everybody wants to talk about what they're good at. <laughs> right. So, you know, you get to read for them. And then when I watch a kid, I've been doing this for so long, it doesn't take long to figure out what a weakness is and the strength is and kind of where, where a kid will be best suited mm-hmm. and how to communicate to them to get them to operate at an optimal space. That's what's up. That's super dope. Um, I got to ask this question, too, since you're coaching and teaching no parents, though. I know as a coach, you other people know as a coach, I mean, it's not always easy dealing with right. certain parents, though. What's the communication like with the parents that you It can be challenging at times because I think parents these days there's a portion of them that seem to live vicariously through the kids uh-huh. and i think that's a, the worst thing that you can do okay um, sure. but i be i'm up front with with parents in the beginning i let oh. them know what expectation is you know we have releases that you sign there's photo yeah. video releases you sign as well and waivers and you you put people in a position where you you educate them and give them the insight yeah. and let them know how your program's going to be ran and it, yeah. it usually works out better that way. That yeah. way there's no surprises. You can't say, oh, well, you didn't tell me. Yeah. And then if the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't, switch, switch it out. Get another one. That's what's up. 
Um, family aspect. Definitely got to hit on this. Um, for you to be able to just be use your platform, but also your, your name, right? The, the, the cotton last name, um, moms, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, pops. What is the overall, brother, for you, what is the overall feeling as far as just keep going? Because, I mean, like I said, you got to watch it, man. Moms are so just, she, she, you can tell, you know, they can tell, right? But, and for you to be, you know, push that legacy on, really, you know, about that and not being the guy who was in the NBA right now or played years there, but to be on the other side of the fence, but pushing, I'm, I'm feeling, I think it's momentum to be just equally successful in this yeah. as you could have been in the NBA. Yeah. What's that like for you right I now? I think it could be bigger, to be honest, because, you know, the world is big, and there's world. so many people playing world. basketball. You know what I mean? China is the largest oh, growing place for basketball in the world yeah. right now. They, I think, have over 1.67 billion people. You know, I think they said it's 30% of their, their country plays basketball, 30 mm-hmm. to 40 of it. That's a lot of people. So that's just one country. So this is international. Absolutely. Thing. It isn't just state nationwide right. we're moving into. We're moving into like a global experience. You know, I have Super opportunities dope. to go to South Africa this summer with Athletes in Action, Basketball Without Borders. Crazy. You know, there's a lot of different intangibles. So when you say that, I think of, well, how many people can I impact in my physical life while I'm here? And that's how I approach my day when I wake up. Yeah, that's that, that's super dope, man. That's super dope. I didn't, I'm thinking about like that part, but yeah, it, it's it's everywhere. It, it's gonna it's going to remain everywhere. It's right. gonna grow, right? right. It's gonna grow, but hopefully, and then now you're just putting your physical stamp. Yes, sir. On on the game, that some some pros may not do though. Right. They may not do because right. they're playing too much or they're just not their thing. But I mean, shout out to you for really making that change. Um, it's got to be in your heart, you know, and you, you have to you have to really go through. Something. Yeah, something uh, significant yeah. to pull on you in a way to make others better. Well, I think it's, we got to take those L's, man, because right. that way it's relatable. That's right. I can say, or oh, i seen some man, it'd be the same thing, but i say, like, dang, he lost like me. You're human. Right. Right, yes, you sir. are human. Even though you have the hype, yep. you took a pig. Like I said, I can say, I'm listening today, those young men, and I can hear them just like, oh, man. Yeah, they was hype when you was dunking it, but then also they was like, oh, man, he... Yeah, you know what I mean. I, you had the deals, you had whatever. Right. It had to, people giving, trying to trying to give you, persuade you to be certain things, but also you took tough losses or tough goals that you had had somebody somebody else too, yeah. though. Not yeah. even out of your control, right? X you out of the equation, right? And for you to keep going now and be able to transfer that information to somebody else is super dope. Shane Lytle, as we say, like the old, we, now we're the older guys, we're right. the OGs, right. right? right? Yeah. So you're pouring back into. I mean, that's really who it is yep. right now. We yep. we we there, and I think you doing it wholeheartedly is is something that's that's dope. So before we close the show, man, I always always got to get this um, triple threat out, right? Dribble pass shoot, as you know. But now though, for you, I want you to give myself, people listening, family members, your triple threat on just you overall. Um, it could be life experiences. It could be stuff about the game of basketball. It could be anything, but yeah, I want to get your triple threat. Shay Cotton should with that right now. Uh, let's see. That you hang your hat on, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think my my whole thing is is uh, you know, faith, family, and sacrifice. Faith, I think no, that's sacrifice. the key. Yeah, and, and the faith part is obviously the creator that I that I pray to. Everybody mm-hmm. has different belief system. I think you need to find a higher power and a higher mm-hmm. being than yourself, whatever that may be. The family piece is, is being grounded, understanding where you come from so you know where you're going, and then your support system. You want to see your future, look at your circle. That will determine how far you're going to go. I tell mm-hmm. kids if you're the smartest one in your circle, you need to find a new one. Mm. And then this this sacrifice component is very, it's very huge important. right now, right? People don't, yeah, they don't get that. They want, yeah. they want the world, but don't want to give up nothing to get it, right? So it's like, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to die. Well, mm. you can't have one without the mm. other. So it's that I want to, I need to sacrifice more than I'm going to succeed. And that was my I quote. I think the today sacrifice the brings the success, but when it's time, right. it won't be on our time, right? Right. Because I mean, I've we definitely known some things, but also I think. You can feel momentum too, right? Right. Like you can feel, like I was telling my boys before this, man, I, I text my boys the other day, I said, man, I appreciate y'all for pushing me, vice versa, but I feel momentum within our circle. Right. But that's because one, everybody's doing something, they're not sitting around, but also they're like, I can't just be the one not doing nothing. Right. So I got to get on my thing. And I said, I got this interview hooked up, and y'all re- repost this for me. Ask one time, it's done. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we all want to see each other win, but also we know if you're not holding up, dog, hey, we're we on, we on the move. They're accountable, yeah. There you go, right? Yeah. So I definitely. Uh, I love that man. That that faith part is, is key because I think right now through the pandemic, through everything going on, you gotta find something to, to keep you grounded or get that mind. It's a reason to live. You know what I mean? It's a reason to be productive and support others. Um, but what advice though would you give? Say somebody who may not have as strong a support system, 
maybe you have had growing up, but just because as we know, like dynamics, it could be the single parent household, yeah. um, losses, grandparents, parents stay with the kids, whatever like that. But what would you give a student or a person who just may not be as um, well bonded with family, but still has goals, aspirations to to get where you were and make it past that point? I would say to uh, to focus on whoever supports you that that wants your best you know, outside of sport or whatnot that has your best interest, that wants to see you succeed in life. And if you don't have them, that tap in with me. Hit me on IG, ask Shea Cotton, shoot me a DM. He will put respond. Put me to the test. He will respond. Best believe. I already had kids from today. That's About dope. three or four of them I tapped yeah. in with already. So. That's, that's super dope, man. So uh, y'all heard it here first again, man. Like, go get, go watch the doc, buy it, purchase so you can have it. Um, man Child, I know for sure it's on Amazon, Prime, Amazon Plus. Find out where you can get it. Watch it, man. It's, it's, it's definitely dope. Inspiration for everybody. iTunes ages, also on the iTunes, phone. Yep. Verbal. Roku. Roku. Oh, Voodoo. Yeah. Get it. So it's, it's everywhere. Yep. All platforms. Yep. 2B I mean, TV. Yeah. Share this page. Share the interview just to get it even in depth because one thing I I was so happy to, to get other questions that the doc may not have covered, but right. also you already did, but you can put two and two together now. They can put the face of the name physically outside right. of on a on a TV screen. This is a live show. So they yeah. really, yeah, this yeah. is a real gentleman. I'm That's talking right. to you right the now. Cut you is different me? today. Hey, got that man you know, child crown. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got the new cut. He right for sure. <laughs> yeah, they're going to um, be rocking this so much. Hey, sorry. Hey, no, the kid's going to do it. They're yeah. going to get there to it. But again, I appreciate you for your time. Absolutely. Um, subscribe to the show, you guys. Share this page. Share this, share this episode, 94 Feet with Coach JT, man, Shay Cotton. You definitely look for the post on IG and all my platforms. I'm going to put it out there. It's already live, baby, so it's there. And, again, thank you, man. Thank Much you. success going forward. And shout-out to my sponsors again, man. Um, Smart for the Kids, Clutch, everybody. Though, dope Stolen Bracelets. There's so many uh, people out here that just these word of mouth, blueprint events, man. People in SAC really support me. And I genuinely appreciate it. But this was meant to happen no matter what rain. But everybody be safe tonight, man, yeah. the next couple of days in this weather, man. But 94 Feet with Coach JT, man. Shake Cotton. Peace. Love.